You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is the Daily Cheese Podcast, your favorite source of NFL news. Well, Packer news at any rate. I'm your host, JJ Leahy. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, produced by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, at JJ Leahy. Ryan doesn't listen to the show. He has no clue that I just did that. All right, don't pay me any mind. I'm, I'm kind of sad. <sighs> Jamal Williams is now a Detroit Lion. I'm happy for him because he got a decent payday, but it just stinks. I really hate the Lions. But we have a podcast to do, so let's get into this. I want to start by saying thank you to everybody who left five-star iTunes reviews in honor of the 100th episode of The Daily Cheese. It is helping to balance out the two one-star reviews I got, one of which I know who left it. I said on Twitter that the Giants were not a very good team, and a Giants fan got really angry with me. So lesson learned, don't do that. But the 2021 new league year has officially started as of 4 p.m. Eastern today. The Green Bay Packers are, in fact, under the salary cap. They did start this morning off a little over $10 million over the cap. However, the Billy Turner restructure did kick in, and the team restructured Zadarius Smith. Now, this was a little bit surprising. Most people were expecting an extension as opposed to a restructure. Zadarius will receive the veteran minimum salary for 2021, his $5 million roster bonus, and... $9.76 million of his base salary was converted into a signing bonus. Now, before you ask, no, Zadarius is not taking a pay cut. This is an advance on his paycheck. The way this kind of restructure works is they take a bunch of money that they were going to give him this year and next year, and instead of making him wait, they put it all in his pocket today. The benefit for the team is that they are allowed to divide the cap hit of that money paid out into two years, this year and next year. Remember, the salary cap is not how much money the teams have to spend. It's how much they are allowed to spend. Here's the analogy I like. You have a basket of Halloween candy. Mom says you can eat five pieces tonight. You have a basket full of 40 pieces of candy, but mom says you can only eat five tonight. Now, typically, you could eat just three tonight, and mom would give you permission to eat seven tomorrow. The way a signing bonus works, though, you can eat seven today and only eat three tomorrow. You're borrowing cap space from next year and paying the cash out today. In total, the Packers move $23.25 million into the future, 15 of which comes into effect next year. Z's total cap hit for 2021 drops all the way down to $14.6 million. Next year, he will count $28 million against the cap. Now, the team does have a potential out. They could cut him next year for only $12.3 million dead cap, or they could try and extend him at some point in the next year and spread that cap hit out. There's been a lot of movement in the NFC North. I'm not going to update you on it all because it's just too much and it's not really interesting. Basically, a bunch of guys have been leaving the Vikings, Bears, and Lions. The Lions have also picked up several new players. The only one worth mentioning, though, is the Bears signed Andy Dalton to be their new quarterback. Ah, it's delicious. I was so excited for the idea of Nick Foles still being the starter after an entire offseason of Bears fans getting their hopes up for Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. This is so much better. 
because Andy Dalton, although he is a step up from Nick Foles, he's not going to get him to the Super Bowl. And he's expensive. They're just going to have a worse draft pick next year, less money in their pocket, and still have a typical crappy Bears season. Chicago picked up Andy Dalton after a trade offer was officially rejected by Seattle for three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and two veteran starters in exchange for Russell Wilson. The Seahawks told the Bears, we are in fact keeping Russ. All the good free agents like Ryan Fitzpatrick were already taken. All that was left was Andy Dalton for $10 million for a one-year contract. And uh, now the Packers get to laugh at the Bears again. So free agency is officially open. There have been a bunch of moves around the league. So we're going to do a quick overview of free agents still available at the positions that the Packers would seem to be interested in. We do know they have been calling around about cornerback and defensive line. They also need an offensive lineman and possibly a wide receiver. So those are the four positions we're going to take a look at, starting with uh, offensive line, here are the centers who are still unsigned. Austin Ryder, David Andrews, Matt Skura, and Alex Mack. All of the big-name free agent guards have been taken already. At tackle, you have Alejandro Villanueva, Russell Okung, and Rick Wagner. Rick Wagner, by the way, is rumored to be contemplating retirement. Russell Okung is probably the most interesting option on the list here. I have always liked Russell, and he did a pretty good job last year, according to PFF. At cornerback, there are quite a few options still available here. Patrick Peterson is the one that has been linked to the Packers the most over the last couple of days. Also available are Xavier Rhodes, Kevin King, of course, Troy Hill, Richard Sherman, Brian Poole, Bashad Breland, former Packer, and Mackenzie Alexander rounds out the cornerbacks listed in the top 100 free agents. I'm not going to read off the linebackers to you. I took a quick peek, and let me just tell you, barf. So that leaves wide receiver. We have Kenny Galladay, Curtis Samuel, Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller, Sammy Watkins, T.Y. Hilton, Rashard Higgins, and technically Antonio Brown, but I'm going to say a firm, firm no on Antonio Brown. On this list, Rashard Higgins is easily the most appetizing player in my book. Will Fuller would be a close second for me. The Packers did reportedly reach out to A.J. Green's representatives and tried to talk him into coming to Green Bay. He is signing with the Arizona Cardinals. So, cross that one off. I say good riddance anyways. He is really old and not very good anymore. He also signed an $8.5 million contract with them for one year. That is way too pricey for a guy of his caliber right now. As I'm recording this, the Eagles have also released Alshon Jeffrey. I'm just going to say, at this point, I don't even know if the guy has anything left in the tank. He can barely get on the field. He had one touchdown last year, 13 targets, six receptions, a 50 overall grade from PFF. No thanks. But there you have it. Welcome to the 2021 NFL season. We are officially at the beginning of the road to Super Bowl 56. Please make sure you're signed up for the Packernet newsletter by going to packdraft.com slash newsletter. Sign up. It's free. It just takes a second. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packer strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet podcast hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to packernet.com and join the Packernet podcast Facebook group. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.